prayer with that on our lips. Amen. Brother Andrew, could I have you come open the word, um, service up in a word of prayer. It's no written prayer request, but if you have a need, just lift it before the Lord as we go to the Lord tonight. Amen. Let's just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, it's so good to be here, Lord Jesus. It's so good, Lord Jesus, to have the opportunity once more to come into your house, Lord Jesus. And Lord, the opportunity to lift up our hands, Lord, and worship you. Tell you from our hearts that we love you, Lord Jesus. Lord, there are many people, Lord God, that die for opportunities to assemble with other saints, Lord Jesus. And here we are, Lord Jesus, and we have this opportunity, Lord. Let us not take it for granted, Lord Jesus. How many times did we... Sit, Lord Jesus, over the last couple of years and just wish we could be in church, Lord Jesus. And and now you've made that possible, Lord, and we want to take advantage of this, Lord, and soak in your presence, Lord Jesus. Ask you to come behind the man of God that would come, Lord Jesus, and speak your words of life to us, Lord. Not his thoughts, Lord, but the thoughts that you would have for us, Lord God. And, Lord, we pray that you would just anoint our ears to hear, Lord God. Anoint, Lord Jesus, our eyes to see what you would have for us, Lord Jesus. Lord, and we, may, we meet, may we leave this place closer to you, Lord God. May we take another step up higher in you, Lord Jesus. We just thank you, Lord God, and for the needs, Lord, that are represented here, Lord God. Maybe not any mentioned, Lord Jesus, but you know every heart, Lord, that comes into this building, Lord. You know the ones that couldn't be here, Lord. You know the, the cry of their heart, Lord Jesus, the ones maybe on the internet, on the phone, Lord God. You see the needs, Lord, and you have the answer that's already prepared for the need, Lord. We believe that, Lord. 
Lord, for the ones that have lost loved ones lately, Lord Jesus, we ask that you would just be with them, Lord God. Lord, even the ones back east, Lord Jesus, we pray that you would comfort them, Lord Jesus. Help them to move on, Lord Jesus. Help them to, Lord, just take you at your word, Lord God, and find peace and strength, Lord God, in, in the promises that you've given to us, Lord. Just commit this service into your hands, Lord. I pray that you would just take anything that's spoken, Lord, anything that's sung tonight, Lord, the special, Lord Jesus, I pray that you'd bless it and anoint it, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. God bless you all who are on the internet, phone hookups, and those who came out tonight. God bless you for it. Let's just sing uh, Beulah Land. Today, I, I just, I just thinking about, you know, going across someday. Amen. Me and all those who've gone before us. Amen. And if, if here on earth, Brother eBay doesn't have his eyesight, he'll have his eyesight over there. Amen. But we believe for it. Amen. So we just sing this song. Brother Raymond and his daughter have a special for us. We'll just sing this. Beulah Land. I'm kind of homesick. I'm kind of homesick for a country to which I've never
quick announcement here uh, for the BCA grad. It's this Friday at 6 p.m. in the gym, and then also the award ceremony for the elementary grades is Thursday at 10 a.m. So, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> we just want to praise the Lord tonight and um, join our voices with Brother EBA to say praise God, Brother EBA can see. While we're waiting for that door to open, we're going to dance in the hallway. Amen. Amen. What an encouragement. The song we're going to sing tonight is something that just composed by our friends there in Trinidad. And after the masterpiece that Brother Tim Pruitt preached in our anniversary meetings, we thought we'd uh, just come and uh, bless the church with a song and Trust it will be a blessing to you all. Amen. Because you have chosen the narrow path the hardest way a great portion of heaven is waiting for you because of what you've decided that was the prophecy the angel told To the great messenger Ah, That is what will produce The greatest victory In the love divine I will walk this path footsteps of Elohim I want to get to the end of time that even love may live in me I will walk this path in the footsteps of Elohim to get to the end of time the divine love may live in me this path is made in trials many battles against the Perfect. 
Thank you, Brother Ray. Thank you. Well, are we walking in the footsteps of the bleeding lamb? Walking in the promise? You have chosen the narrow way and a great portion of heaven. I know that that ruined a lot of people's minds the other time. Uh, I think it was the Sunday he preached. You always thought it was terra firma for some. And uh, a large portion of heaven in the word of God is, is what I'll, I'll take every time. And that was a tremendous, tremendous message. Well, God bless you. We're here on a Wednesday night, and you see uh, all us ministers sitting up here, and you're wondering, who's preaching? Yeah, thank you, Mark. <laughs> Brother David Mbai will be preaching to us tonight. I uh, deem it a, a great privilege for us. I've, we've known Brother David. He's not a stranger to our assembly at all. Of course, Sister Hope, where are you? Are you already wanting to stand, Sister Hope? There's, there's the... He said, behind every good man is a, a great woman. Well, God bless you, Sister Hope. You hold that banner high. You tell him I'm a great woman. All right. God bless you. Thank you. I want to first of all thank everyone for being in attendance for Brother uh, Frank Fletcher's memorial service. Um, as you could see by the attendance of the family, the family is you. It, what you spoke very loudly. Um, brother Frank's oldest son, Brian, was here, and um, he made it with his wife and his two sons, and um, never they were impacted. They were impacted, and you thought, well, maybe we just came to a memorial service. It was more than that. You can be assured that Brother Frank has prayed for his family, and uh, they came here. And between the songs that were sung, the graveside and, and the uh, service here in the local church, they were very affected. They were blessed, and I'm, I'm happy that they were affected that way. And I'm sure Brother Frank, if, if anything was heaped on his head on Monday, it was that his family at least came to church to see what he believed after all these years. And so God bless you. And I, you know, when you start saying thanking for different ones, Sister Megan did a great part in getting ready for the little reception that was made in the back and the different sisters that helped. 
And of course, I miss Mark and Sister Rachel, how much they've helped Brother Frank over the last little while, and each and every one of you, Margaret, Calista, everybody. It was, he was a part of us. And uh, we will miss him, but there will be a day when we do have a great reunion. Brother David Mbaye has been a part of our assembly over the years and has then married this young lady, has now children, and is pastoring in Seattle, Washington. And um, Brother uh, Peter Ivanenko, for a while, was the pastor there, felt led to go to uh, Florida to be with Danny Steeman. And the church voted Brother David Mbaye to be pastor of their church, Anchor of Life Fellowship. And is David coming out or are you still going to hide in there, David? Come on out. (laughs) We told him to have his liberty tonight. We're family. And so Brother David is going to um, speak. And uh, Lord willing, on August the 26th, 27th, and 28th, uh, there's going to be special meetings. He's asked me to come down and, and uh, be a part of those meetings and that we would uh, ordain him at that time. So I said, well, I want to give lots of notice because maybe some of the saints here would like to come and put their shoulder to the wheel with them down in Seattle and uh, be um, just have a wonderful weekend around the Word of God. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. That's August the 26th. 27th and 28th and that will be a weekend that brother david has put down for a great memory for himself wanting to be ordained and placed into the great ministry that he's already been ministering he was in africa i've got a link from um not too long ago he was in africa speaking and sent me a link and i was blessed by his ministry i've had many of you go down to seattle and hear brother david minister and give me comments and emails and texts of his ministry, how much it's blessed you. And I believe tonight he's going to bless the saints here at Cloverdale. So before Brother David uh, comes to the pulpit, let's just sing, I place you in the highest place. Maybe we could stand as we invite Brother David. I place you in the highest place.
Jesus Christ, we have come in this place to place you higher and higher above all other kings. It's a privilege for us, O oh Lord, to stand in your presence, O oh God. As we can see, many people don't have this opportunity to be in your presence. But we don't want to take this for granted, Lord. We'll just like to come to you and to say thank you for this privilege. Thank you for your grace, O oh Lord. Thank you for your keeping power that kept us since Sunday, since we left this place. Here we are again, O oh God, to worship you again. Blessed be your name forever, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord God, we come before you, O God. We're inviting you in this meeting this evening, Lord. Would you like to come and minister to every need this evening? You saw that you see the hand lifted up before you, expressing the need because we are needy people, Lord Jesus. Would you like to come to minister to every soul, to every need this evening? Put the men aside, oh Lord Jesus. You know my mind, you know everything that I am. I don't have anything special to say, to speak to these people about. But I know, oh God, that I know you. And you will come and anoint my mouth, anoint everything that I am. And speak the word of life to your people this evening, Lord Jesus. Anoint the scripture that we'll be reading, oh Lord Jesus. Give us the context this evening. And speak to your people, oh God, in a special way. We thank you for this evening, oh God. We thank you for this privilege. And we place you higher and higher above all other kings. Blessed be your name forever, oh Lord. As you commit the rest into your hand, in Jesus Christ's name we pray and believe. Amen. You might have your seat. I'd like to greet you all in the precious name of Lord Jesus Christ. I greet you all in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Please help me. So if you're too quiet, I might preach for 20 minutes only. Uh, I thank God for this opportunity to, to stand before you this evening. And I thank the men of God, Father Tom, and all of them there that allow me to stand before you and to speak this evening. I don't need to introduce myself, but Father Tom introduced to me already. He said almost everything. As Buddy, uh, Tom said that uh, last month I was invited in the Middle East, in Qatar, Doha, where I was invited for three three day services. I preached there three times, and uh, I just have a little. Uh, can you give me that picture, please? I was invited there, and the title of the meetings was "Preparing the Bride for a Body Change," and that was for three days. Uh, and they gave me a little video that I would like to show to you this evening. If you can play it, please. It's specifically uh, for one person. God bless you, Brother Ryan, in the name of the Lord. Uh, we are very happy uh, gathering here together with uh, our, our uh, uh, visiting uh, pastor from Seattle, Brother David. Uh, we are very much happy uh, fellowshiping with him, with our uh, Pastor Brother Dandy. Uh, we will be uh, singing this song uh, just to uh, remember that we are blessed by the songs that we sing uh, from our brethren in Canada. Amen. River of the broken pieces. 
Just for Buddy Ryan. Uh, uh. You know, it's, uh, human nature is if you have something in your hand that is precious, it's so hard to know that the importance or the value of it. I was over there in the Middle East, uh, I was amazed to see that. They are streaming the service every day. And uh, the, the gathering, they don't have, a, they, they're not allowed to gather in public. So the, the, the church is in the room, the house, the pastor house. As they have big houses, they, they have a, he, he has two living rooms inside. One living room is for the church. They made it exactly like a church pulpit and everything and soundproof on the wall so that the sound go, doesn't go out, and they lock the door when they're worshiping. We have to be happy people in North America. We have freedom to gather and worship God. So they need your prayers. They say that, uh, greet all the ministers of Clovedal Bible. said that they love you. I was like, why are you telling me all these things? I live in the U.S. They're in Canada. They say, we know that you are one body. Or they just bring our greetings to them, tell them that we love them, we appreciate them, and they really appreciate ministers here. And I had a really good time over there. Their pastor, his name is Bernardo. He might come 
for August, like what Tom told you already, for just to rejoice with us. And uh, we were here for 50 years anniversary, and it was really a blessing for us. The reason why I'm, I'm marshalling this is because my subject goes alongside that. It was the message, the first message that I preached in Qatar, Doha, uh, anticipating the body change. It was a blessing for them, and I hope it will be a blessing for you all here too. But the difference is over there they were pulling so hard. That's why it was a blessing. So if we pull so hard, the blessing will come on you too. I really thank Brother Tom, as I said, and all the ministers, Brother Murphy. Yesterday I was at work. Uh, I just looked at my phone. I saw Miss Cole, Brother Murphy. I look again and Brother, Brother Tom. It's like, what's going on? I thought maybe they were in Seattle. They want to contact me. And I just slip outside and look at the phone. Buddy Murphy, buddy David, call me back, please. And I look, buddy, miss call, buddy Tom, buddy David, buddy David, if you don't get back to me, uh, okay. I call buddy Murphy face. I say, okay, let me talk to buddy Murphy face before to get to buddy Tom. <laughs> <laughs> buddy Murphy, what, what, what's going on? Uh, oh, buddy David, we were talking with buddy Tom for you to come and preach. I was like, telling me on Tuesday. What happened? They say, oh, we, we just want you to preach tomorrow. And I called Buddy Tom. Buddy Tom, and uh, I was planning to come to Canada for my wife. My wife had an appointment uh, for a driver license and ID, every Canadian ID. That's why I'm coming. I'm not coming for anything else, Buddy Tom. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, we know, but just, we want just you to speak to us. Uh, I said, but Buddy Tom, it's Tuesday. He said, it's okay, just take something and speak to us. I was like, okay. So I started complaining to my wife. I said, they know that it doesn't work this way. I need at least two, three days to prepare. But you're telling me today. I just went upstairs to my boss. I said, I gotta go home. He said, what is the problem? I said, I have an emergency. I have to go home. Tell me the reason. I said, I don't know what to tell you, but I gotta go. He said, okay, you go. I went home and get some sleep. Start trying to prepare. And God laid upon my heart this little subject that I'll be sharing with you this evening. If you don't mind, we can stand to our feet and sing the first song. I see the light. The song that it's about time to come. If you can help me, please, Brother Anthony. It's just about old time I can see my father standing at the door This world but wilderness I pray for deliverance Oh Lord, I've never been this homesick before There's a light Standing at the open door 
The name of the Lord be blessed. Let's turn to me in the book of Luke, chapter 20. Thank you, musician. Luke 20, verse 27. The Bible speaks about the people that don't believe in the resurrection. The Bible said, Then came to him Satan of the Sadducees, which denied that there is any resurrection, and they asked him, saying, Master, Moses wrote unto us, If any man's brother die, having a wife, and he die without children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. There were three, three, four, seven brethren, and the first took a wife and died without children. And the second took her to wife and died Childless. And the third took her, and in like manner, the seven also. They left no children and died. Last of all, the woman died also. Tricky question. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife of them is she? For seven had her to wife. So you see here, they're trying to anticipate the resurrection. They come with a, a question to Jesus, trying to anticipate what's gonna be, what is it gonna be at the resurrection? Now the Bible comes, Jesus answered and said unto them, The children of this world marry and given in marriage, but they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world. And the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. Neither can they die anymore, for they are equal unto the angels, and are the children of God, being the children of the resurrection. Jesus is trying now to give them the insight of how is it going to be. He's continuing saying, now that the dead are raised, even Moses showed at the bush, when he called the Lord the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. For he is not the God of the dead, but the living. For all live unto him. If you can go to second book of Peter, chapter 3. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stay up your pure mind by way of remembrance. Let us skip to verse 6. The Bible says, no, let's continue. That you may be mindful of the word which was spoken before by the holy prophet and of the commandment of us, the, pro- the apostle of Lord and Savior. Knowing this first that they shall come in the last days scoffers, 
working after their own last and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. You look here, the people, the scoffers that will come, what made them to be scoffed? They look back to say, since God promised the resurrection, since God promised the rapture, since our prophet, our fathers were, were waiting for it, it never happened. And what happened to them? They became scoffers. Instead of continuing the, to believe the promise that given unto their fathers, that God is not the God of the past, keep on believing him until the promise will come to pass. Instead of continuing, they became scoffers. And once they became scoffers, they were put away. We'll, we'll be seeing with you uh, this evening. Let us skip to verse 13. The Bible says, Oh, nine. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us, Lord, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Then instead of considering this and repent, get ready for the promise of God, they became scoffers. But the Bible says that the long suffering of our God is for us. Praise be the name of Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible continues saying, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In the which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person are ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heaven being on fire shall be dissolved, and the element shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heaven. Amen. Amen. We will keep on believing because we're looking unto the new heaven. The promise of God shall come to pass. Do not become a scoffer. God never change. He will keep his word. The Bible continues saying, Wherefore, beloved, sing... Wherefore, beloved, seeing seeing that we look for such thing, be diligent, that you may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. And account that the long-suffering of our Lord is our salvation. Even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, had written unto thee. Let's bow again our head, please. Father, give us the context this evening of the word, Lord. Bless us in your presence, O God. Anoint my mouth and speak to us this evening. We bless your name and we commit the whole thing into your hand for your glory. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. You might have your seat. Amen. 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 
I'd like to add again here Hebrew 13.8, a scripture that you all know. The magic scripture of the prophet of the hour. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. In principles, in attitude, in his way of doing things. He's still the same. The Bible says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Amen? Amen. Our church back home, uh, you know, they didn't even have a time to tell me to greet you. Because I was surprised on Tuesday. <laughs> but I'm just taking it as Brother Daniel is here. I greet you all in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. From our church back home. But I'm saying this just to tell Brother Tom that it doesn't work this way. <laughs> Next time, please, don't do this. <laughs> I called Brother Daniel today. He knew it today. Brother Daniel, I'm speaking. He didn't know. All that is not my fault. It's Brother Tom's fault. <laughs> Anticipating the body change. Anticipating the rapture. Praise be the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Pulling the word of God, and God, I think God will bless us. Before to get to my subject, I'd like just to read my own uh, notes here. Brother Branham says this in this message: a prophet like unto Moses. And as we see the clock tick around. The time clock of God's timepiece. All the prophecies being fulfilled and setting right up before us now for the coming Messiah. We are certainly happy people and should be that way. For we're looking forward to the greatest event that ever happened in all human history. All ever will happen. The second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Son of God. To catch a church to himself. And to take care to himself. What a glorious time that will be. There's many great events has happened in the world. Many great things. But nothing like that. Do you believe that we are living at the end of the time? Yeah. We see the sign of time. We see the thing that's happening in the world today. Even the little kid can tell you that this is the end. We can see it everywhere. I was just meditating recently about this message. Uh, Brother Banham speaking. He spoke a message lifting up, lifting him up out of history. So now we would like to lift him up out of history to bring him in the present tense. In that message, Brother Banam says that he speaks about Emram and Jochebed. They were waiting for the, car, the, the deliverance from Egypt. And Brother Barnum says, as I'll be seeing with you, Brother Barnum says that Israel was in Egypt for 420 years. 
U.S. has been around only for 200 years. But Israel was there for 400 years. That was a long time. At the point where it was easy to lose hope. It was easy to doubt God. It was easy to push again the, the, the promise of the deliverance. But Brother Barnum says that there was man, man, Amram and his wife, the whole tied to the promise of God. 400 years passed. They didn't get loose. They stood and stood, sent to the word of God for their deliverance. And one day, as we'll be seeing this evening, God gave me the burning bush to deliver them. But notice, let me go slowly here. But Abraham says, if it was God in Moses' day, he is God today. He just needs to be called out of history and call him on the scene of action. Now, as a man who was strong, Abraham was able to call God out of history and call him on the action. But when I'm saying, it's not here, I'm just going to save time. I have to be mindful. But when I'm saying, as he was praying earnestly for the deliverance, all of a sudden he saw an angel appearing and they give him a promise. You'll have a son who will deliver all these people. Praise be the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Let me more say today, my brother and sister, in this present day where when crisis and when cancer is eating up the world up, eating the world up, and disease of all kind, the same historical God that cleansed the leper, healed the sick, and raised the dead is the same God today. And I love to say that, but when I'm quoting that scripture many, many times in the ministry, Ibu 13.8. And what about him, when he preached, says this is the sign of the end. He said there's the seven, the seven angel of Revelation chapter 10. He has a couple of ministries that he has to reveal. And one of the mysteries that what about him revealed, it was the mystery of living Christ. Yeah. And revealing that mystery of living Christ, William Barnum could turn his back. And say that I will prove to you that the same angel that was at Abraham was here right now. Proving to us that the, the Christ that we have today worshipping is not the dead God. It's the same God that was at Abraham that we're worshipping today. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. Do you believe that he is here? But Abraham said that when I will die, the pillow of fire will not go with me. The pillow of fire will save the bride of Jesus Christ. Hold on to the word of God. It will come to pass. But Abraham says we were waiting for something that never happened before and will never happen in the future. The rapture of the bride. It's going to happen. Or don't try to eat. The promise of God will come to pass. Amen. In that message, lifting him up out of history, but Abraham is saying something here. You know, last month we were here celebrating 50 years anniversary. Brother Barnum left the earth since 1965. How many years? 60-something. That's quite a bit. Now we're living way far down the road. Brother Barnum was not expecting the church to be on earth until today. 
He said that with his prophetic eyes, he could see only 1977. He could not see after that. So we're living way far down the road. It's easy to, to, to lose hope. It's easy to disbelieve the message of the hour. It's easy to get loose. But as we'll be seeing with you today, Jesus Christ is not the God of the past. He's not the God of the future. He's the present tense God. At the moment where we're living with Him in the present tense, you'll see that He will come to pass the promise that He gave for the rapture. Only if you're living with Him at the present tense. 50 years anniversary, but where are you at with God? But I want to say this. We are standing tonight upon the brim and watching come to pass and unfold two great sins. And two, and those two great sins are these. One of them is the ending of history. And the other one is the ending of time. And many great men down through the ages has longed to see this hour that we now approaching. As we live in this glorious setting of mortal sun and the breaking of the eternal light, I do feel that we are living in one of the great, great, grandest age that ever may be permitted to live in. Because it's the closing out of time and the blending in of eternity. History only tells us what we have to read, what has been, and what is in the future lays in the hand of God. We'll be seeing with you the reason why God is holding the future. It's because, let me go slowly here. This should create in the heart of every believer a joy and anticipation. To, to hear the vindicated prophet of God saying that we're living in the end of the time and the end of history. That very soon, anytime soon, we'll step in eternity. As holding fast to the promise of God, this creating every heart can, should create in every heart a joy. That anytime soon, we'll step in eternity. We leave aside all the stress and all the things of this world. We live for eternity in the presence of God. Amen. Praise be the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm just laying a foundation here. We'll see where I'm going with this. We know that we are living in a glorious time for the church, but a horrible time for the unbeliever. And we're living in one of the most dangerous times of all, all that ever was. Since the world began. No prophet. No apostle. Never in no time. Ever lived in such a time. As we live in now. It's written in the skies. It's written over the face of the earth. It's written in every newspaper. This is the end. If you can read the end writing. The prophet lived in the time when the handwriting was on the wall for a nation. But we are living when the handwriting is the wall for the time. All nation, earth, and everything 
Time is at the end. So we must search the scripture to find the hour we are living in. If the prophet of God, vindicated prophet, can tell us that this is the end, we have to remember that we don't have to wait for a long time anymore. It's approaching, it's too close now. That we should hold fast and not become a scoffers. Because the prophet said, it does say the Lord. It to tell the bride that we're living at the end of the time, get ready. Get your heart always on tools for your husband. Always on tools for Christ. Always on tools for this message of Yahweh. Because this is the end. If you can read, read the end writing, this is the end. As you read in the book of Second Peter, God gave the promise of his coming or of his rapture put the resurrection into it too. To the fathers. It took too long. And our fathers died. They didn't get to see it. As a human nature, Brother Barnum says that man was looking for to see or to know where he comes from and where he goes to. That created in the heart of unbeliever this and they became anxious about the promise of God. Here they are coming to Jesus Christ in Mark, look well read. They said, oh, here is, how is he going to be in the resurrection? They're trying to know the future. They're trying to know what's going to happen in the resurrection. But if you notice, Jesus Christ said, Abraham, your father, Moses, Jacob, all of them, they lived with God in that time. But he was not the God of the dead, but of the living. You're looking for to know what's going to happen in the resurrection, but you're missing me here with you. And these people in the book of Second Peter, they're trying to see, oh, our fathers, they got the promise until they died. What, 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 what is it about today? Because they, they waited the promise of God for a long time. They didn't see it happen. What happened is they became scoffers. They start mocking. They start laughing at the promise of God. They cooled off. All the enthusiasm, all the joy, all the, the, everything that they, the love they had for the word of God, it cooled off. They became scoffers. They start mocking God. What happened? They went back in the world. But Jesus Christ told them, God is not the God of the past. God is not the God of the future. At the moment where you live in, live with them at the present tense. And if you live with God at the present tense, there's no way for you to cool off. Because what I want to speak about the, the pillar of fire in the third place, first, second, and third place in the temple of Moses, uh, Tabernacle. The manna that was brought in the third place could not go bad. But what I'm saying is because the pillar of fire was right there, present. 
And if you have the pillar of fire in your heart, you'll never cool off. You'll never become scoffer. You'll stand strong, believing the word of God. Until the time where you get your body changed. Until the time where you get the rapture. You'll never become scoffers. You'll stand strong. 50 years standing strong. And you'll keep on standing like that until the rapture. Because the pillar of fire lies in your heart. Praise be the name of Lord Jesus Christ. After, after this service, Lord help me to not become a scoffer. Not believing the word of God anymore. Going back like a hog or like a dog to, to vomit. God will always send a messenger or a, a, a preacher or a minister or inspire his ministers to wake you up as a bride of Jesus Christ. Knowing the time that we're living in, it's so easy. People are losing interest in the word of God. People are losing interest in the message of the hour. People are losing the enthusiasm there for the, power, the word of God, the message of the hour. But God is always mindful to send a minister to wake you up. So you can always stand and believe in the message of the hour. If we cooled off, what about I'm saying in this message conference? If we cooled off, what are we going to do? Then we're putting a bad example before them. No time for cooling off. It's time for warming up. And we can't have a warming up Till we have a conference with God. An old time revival that will bring back the revival fire that will attract attention when sinners are born into the kingdom of God. Men begin to see all, to see ill-famed women and ill-famed men and sinners repenting and changing their life, going forth, making restitution, weeping, bringing precious sheep. The church need a case of good old time godly love, brotherly love. What the Bible says, and when that church ever stops, that is when Satan takes over. Got to move constantly and rapidly, marching toward Zion. Don't let the church of living God ever be guilty of stopping. Do you believe that? Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be. I don't want to be the person who will stop the moving of the church. Yeah. But what I'm saying, it's not the time of cooling off. Yeah. The time of warming up. Yeah. Hey, Christian friend, this is the end. Yeah. We're nearing the end of the time. Yeah. We can see all the signs. We can see everything pointing to us that this is the end. Yeah. And the Bible, what I'm saying, this is 1963, yeah. and today is 2022. Yeah. This is the end. It's not time to cool off. It's not time to become a scoffers. It's time to hold fast to the message of Yahweh. If God called you and proved to you that this message is the truth, this same message will bring you the rapture. Or don't touch to it. Marabanam said that revival is not bringing a bunch of be converting the church. But revival is stir up Ooh, the people that are in the church, wake them up. 
And I'm, I'm so convinced that God is so mindful to inspire always the minister to come and wake you up. Because with all, it's good. We can pack this place with many, many people. That's good. That place is good. But what about I'm saying that's not revival. The revival is revive what you have, you always have. You know, today, see the church today. Many people are here. I'm not talking only about this church. Even our church back home in Seattle. We see that people are cooling off. People are losing interest. People are becoming scoffers. They start even laughing at the prophet of God. Saying stuff to the prophet of God. The prophet that yesterday they were believing. And today they're saying all kinds of stuff. But the Bible said they'll become scoffers. They're losing interest. But if we can take the word of God, Brother Balaam is saying that this is the end. It's getting us closer to what we've been waiting for. Closer to the rapture. Don't cool off, Christian friend. After this service, check your heart. Check the Holy Spirit in your heart. Lord Jesus, help me to stand firm. Help me to do not be guilty of stopping the church of living God. Always believing the prophet of the hour. He has been vindicated in many, many ways. We, you and I, we know it. Let me, let me go a little bit quicker here. Are you still with me? Yes. If I go like this, I might go until 10.30. It's no good. Let me skip this just for... We just passed through a great revival last 15, 16 years. We've had a great meetings. It broke all history records. As far as I know history. Usually revive, revival lasts about three years. But this has gone on for many years. And now the revival fire is quietening down. The enthusiasm of the people is dying off. And you can see it. The old temple of Zesta in Rome, when the fire went out, the people went home. But we're trying to rebuild this fire again on every hill that we can. I cannot do it. No minister can. It takes all of us together in prayer and believing and trusting God to see the Holy Spirit continue to bless His people as we wait on His coming. Brother Balaam says, to rebuild this fire of revival, not only ministers. Because it's not just, it's not only the minister that will go in the rapture. It's not only the minister that will get to resurrection. We are all in this, in this together. If we see that the church, the, the revival is dying out in our church, let's all together, to get together. To bring back and to rebuild the revival. Oh no, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Oh, you'll cool off. It's time for us to come together. But when I'm saying no minister can do it, it takes all of you, all of us, to do it, to bring that revival again. Amen. Praise be the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Let me skip many things here. Just get my message. Anticipating the body change. Every man is looking to see where he comes from. Now I'm getting to my message. Just bear with me, please. Let me check the time. 
every man is looking to see where he comes from and what he's doing here and where he's going after here. And we've read many fine books written. I've just read some of fine books in my life. And men's philosophy and things. But although as good as them book may be, there's only one book that can tell you where you come from, what are you, and where you're going. And that this book. The Bible. The word of God. We believe in what? We believe in that book. And that is what we want to stand for. In this day. All it promises is here that we will be. We will be made known. Who we are. Where we come from. And where we're going. Like I said, I'm not getting my message. I would like to cut it short. I skipped some of the things here. These people, the Sadducees, they came to Jesus. They didn't come empty-handed. They came knowing they love Moses. They came to Jesus knowing what the word of God said. But they were not believing in it. Oh, Moses said that if a man has a wife and she, he dies without, without child, his brother can take him, take her. That was the law of Moses. But the Bible said that they were not believing in that. Right. Now they're coming to Jesus to tempt him. What is he going to say about the future? What is he going to say about the resurrection? Start now telling all, all kinds of things about the resurrection. Jesus Christ said, hold on a little bit. You're thinking too much about what Moses said. You're thinking too much about the resurrection in the future. But you're missing me who are here. Because God is not the God of the dead. God is not God of the future in the resurrection. God is the I am. You're thinking about the future. You're thinking about the past. But you're ignoring me at the present tense. You have to recognize me because I am the I am. Let us turn to the, in the book of Exodus chapter 3. The Bible says this. This is God coming to deliver the people of Israel. As promised in Genesis chapter 15. That your children will be in, in slavery for. And I will come and deliver them. In verse 6, the Bible says, Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, talking to Moses, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Let us skip to verse 13. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? Now God is answering the question. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. 
And he said, Thou shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am had sent me unto you. And God said, Moreover to Moses, unto Moses, Thou shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, had sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all the generation. Here is God coming to deliver the people of Israel. He's introducing himself to Moses. Go tell the children of Israel that I am sent you. Abraham knew the God of history. Many people knew the God of history. Aaron was in Egypt when Moses went there. Joshua also. Caleb, they were all in Egypt. But they knew only the God of history. The God had promised to Abraham that your children will be in slavery. And they stopped there. But now when he came to deliver them, he's coming with a different name. I'm not the God of history. I'm not the God of the future. I'm the God of the present tense. To deliver the people of Israel out of Egypt. For the great deliverance is coming like a God of the present tense. Just follow me carefully, please. I might be too long, a little bit tonight. He's saying, I am the God at the present tense. For you to get out of Egypt to the promised land, you have to receive me as the I am. You don't have to live with me in the past. I, I didn't die with Abraham. I didn't die with Jacob. I didn't die with Isaac. I am here at the present tense. That's how you can get delivered. But if you keep me in the past, Abraham died already. Isaac died. Jacob died. But me, I am at the present tense. For you to get out of Egypt, receive me. Like the present tense. Let's go to me in the book of John, if you don't mind, chapter 8. Sorry, my, my foundation was a little bit too long. We're expecting something that never happened before. But the Bible said, like I read, the rapture of the bride. But before to get to that rapture, live with God at the present tense. But the Bible said, we're expecting something that never happened before and will never happen in the human history. What is it, Brother Banam? The rapture of the bride. But before for you to get out of this earth and go in the rapture, God is not coming to you with the God of, like the God of Abraham. Like God of the past, but he's coming like a present tense God. Verse 56, 8, verse 56, the Bible says, The Bible says, 
verse 54, Jesus answered, if you honor my, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honored me, of whom he said that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be like unto you, but I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it, and he was glad. Then said the Jew unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and they still seen Abraham. Jesus said unto them, Very, very, I said unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. These people was always looking back. Our father Abraham, our father Abraham, our father Abraham. Jesus said, I'm here with you. Your father Abraham saw my day, he rejoiced. But the day that I'm living in, I'm at the present tense. Missing me, it's death. Missing me at the present tense, it's death. And Jesus Christ told them, if I did not come, you could have been without sin. But as I'm here at the present tense, you don't believe me, it's death. Your sin will follow you. What I'm trying to say here is, The Jehovah of the Old Testament, it's Jesus in the New Testament. To deliver the people of Israel, he came at the present tense. And for us to be delivered from this earth, God is coming to the prophet of God. And he's saying that the main key of my ministry is Hebrew 13.8. Jesus was the same yesterday, today and forever. The job of the Old Testament, Jesus in New Testament. Living with him at the present tense, it's life. Living with him at the present tense, that's the thing that will deliver us from this earth. Jesus was the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. But when I'm saying this, I'd like to read something here. Now there may be things that God has added to church. But now when I'm gone, healing is not gone. Healing ought to be more than it was here before. That's the purpose. Is to get the people in their mind in the spirit of later days. We in later days. Do you believe that? We are. The world is in the spirit of the later days. But the church is not in the spirit of later days. The church is not in the spirit of later days yet. In other words, we may be in the portion, but God wants his church so in the spirit till they will just feed in just anywhere God were to lead them to. The later days or rending of the world, look at the place, eating, drinking, marrying, giving marriage, and all the immoral there is in the world. The devil sent down his troop, his troops in the later day spirit. But we ministers have not got the church yet in that spirit. 
and we must be in the condition in that condition in order to be cut away in the rapture. We have to recognize the day we're living in, that is the day, the end of the time, in order for you to get be cut away in the rapture. Israel, 400 years plus in Egypt, there came a time where it was the end of the slavery. Once the student recognized that it's the end of our slavery, God came down like the I am. Christian friend, Jesus Christ never grow old. And Jesus Christ will not look way back in the future. Jesus Christ is the everyday God. And that's how he works. If you receive him like Hebrew 13, 8, the same today where I live right now, you'll see that something will happen to you. Let me, let me go a little bit quicker. What about I'm saying this, in this message, conference, uh, Moses said, I see your glory. One more thing I want to know, one more thing I, know, I want to know before this conference end, close. Who will I tell Pharaoh that sent me? He said, tell him that I am sent me. Not I was, or I will be, but forever present. The same yesterday, today and forever. But I must say, I am. M is present tense. Now. M takes the future, present, and past tense. I am. I am sent you. Now I would like to, I would like just to go a little bit quicker here. What about I'm saying this? It is strange to think how that God does such a thing like that. God will hide himself in something so simple that will cause the wise to miss it in in million miles. And then turn right back around in that same, same thing, in simplicity of the way of walking, and reveal itself right out again. I thought it may be make a test for before we might study, before we study the great teaching of the seven seals. I would like to skip this. Now, man has their own idea of what God ought to be and what God is going to do. And as I have made the old statement many times, that men still remain men. Man is always giving God praise for what he did do. And always looking for what he will do. And ignoring what he is doing. That is the way they miss it. They look back and see what a great thing he done. But they fail to see what a simple thing he used to do it. And then they look for and see a great thing coming. 
that is going to happen, and nine times out of ten, it's already happening right around them. And it's so simple that they don't know it. And we know that God is a great, is great till we expect it to be some great something, and we miss the simple thing. Let me stop here for a bit. These people of first, Second Peter were read. They're looking back to the promise of their fathers. Oh, God promised the promise, promise to the, our fathers the promise, promise of His coming. It never happened. And these people in Luke chapter twenty, they look forward to the resurrection. But Barnabas says, "Long over men." remain man all the time. He can look back and tell God how God was great in time of God Abraham, in time of Moses. He can look for and say, oh, the rapture will come. He can look back and say, oh, Jesus rose from the dead. And over there he rose with the saints of the Old Testament. That's good for men. But one of them says, nine out of ten, they misguided the present taste. The rapture that we're waiting for can happen after a minute here. The body change that we're waiting for can, hap- can happen after this service. Now, if we look, we put the rapture in 2025, one of them says, nine after, out of ten, they always miss it. If we put the body change in 2050, nine out of ten, they always miss it. You all know, but Abraham is continuing here. I would like just to quote it instead of reading it. Jesus brought his disciples, Matthew chapter 17, on the mountain. They saw everything that they saw the Jesus glorified and everything. And when they were coming down from the mountain, they said, oh, but the scribe said that this should happen before this. But Abraham said, that's the way the rapture will happen. People will miss it and start asking, oh, we're supposed to do this. We're supposed to see Los Angeles falling. We're supposed to do this. But Abraham says, nine out of ten, they always miss it. If you put the rapture in 2050, you can miss it right here at the door. If you put your body change in 2050, you can miss it out the door. But if you live with God at the present tense, you will never miss God. The rapture can happen after this service. What are we supposed to do? Live with God at the present tense. If you live with God at the present tense, there's no way for you to miss the rapture. If you live with God at the present tense, you'll never miss the resurrection. Because God is not the God of the past. He is not the God of the future. He's the God at the present tense. We can glorify God in 1977, 72, where this church started. Way back. And see, oh, here we are. How long ago? 50 years ago. Come on, let's live life. We started this church for a long time now. You will miss it. Yeah. At the door. Yeah. Our father Abraham 
So my day and rejoice. But you, the, the present day, right now, you're not rejoicing. What happened to you? Let's turn with me in the book of John chapter 11. Here is Lazarus. For sake of time, I would like just to quote it. You are sick. They call Jesus. Your friend is sick. Come. Jesus is not come. Until Lazarus died. And here is Jesus coming. Martha went and met him. Look at the reaction. If we read John chapter 11, you will understand. I don't have time. It's almost nine. Oh, Jesus. If you are here, my brother could not die. But I know when you will come at the end of the time, you will raise my brother. The same thing they call, they went and called um, Mary. Mary came and said, Oh, Jesus, if you were here in the past, my brother could not die. But I know at the end of the time, you will raise my brother. Jesus told them, Why now? Why here? I can raise him from the tomb. They were pushing Jesus at the end of the time. And they said, If you were here, yeah, my brother could not die. Jesus said, Where did you put him? When I said that moment, Jesus rose him from the tomb. But watch something. When the Bible speaks about women, it means churches. If we put Jesus in the future, if we, we put Jesus in the future, the body change in the future, the rapture in the future, we might be delayed in the resurrection. Because they were trying to put Jesus in the past. As long as Jesus was in the past for them, he could not do anything. Now here they're putting Jesus at the end of the time. They could even put Jesus, please don't go there. We know that when you will come in the resurrection, you will raise our brother. Jesus could not do anything. Until they accept both of them to go with Jesus in the tomb, then something happened. As long as we put Jesus in the future, nothing can happen. As long as we put our rapture in the future, we will stay here. But if we live in Jesus Christ at the present test, we'll go in the rapture anytime soon. Jesus is not the God of the future. He's not the God of the past. He told the side is for the resurrection. I am the I am. For the rapture, I am the I am. If we put the rapture in 2050, you're going to miss it at the door. It can happen after this service. Your body change that we were expecting, it's in this room right now. You can get it in this room. Because it's the present God. The same yesterday, today and forever. And listen, these people, they put it way back in the future. They missed it. And what happened? They became scoffers. That can happen to you and I if we put the rapture in 2050. What are we supposed to do? Live with Christ daily. Every morning checking my Holy Spirit. Every morning checking my lamp. 
Do I have oil or not? Because after a minute, rapture can happen. After a minute, Jesus Christ can come. We can go home. And Paul said that they're waiting for us to get perfection. Nothing going to happen for the dead without us. As long as we're pushing in the future, nothing will happen. Let's allow Jesus at the present tense to do something for our dead. What about I'm speaking about one woman here? In this message, uh, uh, the time is gone already, I'm just going to call it. This message, authority on the word. She's coming with the baby. The baby sick. And brother, when I saw a vision already with that baby girl walking with a doll. But the woman did not see the vision. She's just coming with the baby. Am I allowed to take this? So thank you. I feel like I'm studying right now. Now she's coming with the baby sick. But when I'm saying that I saw already the vision. Here is the woman coming with the baby. And Brother Barnum prayed for the baby. And the baby stepped down. And the mother started, Brother Barnum said, your baby is healed. I'm just quoting it. If you can listen, listen to that message, it's going to help. She starts kissing the baby because Brother Barnum said that your baby is healed. And then she said, Pastor, then what about when is my baby going to get healed? Brother Barnum says, why now the baby is healed? And she looked at the person, she looked at the brother and she said, Oh, but my baby. But I want to say, but look at your baby. The baby was healed already, but she's still asking questions. But I want to say, why now at this moment your baby is healed? But as a human being, she was looking at the future. But I want to say, look at the baby. The baby is healed. That's a human being. And what I want to say, as long as we'll be living like that, we'll miss it. Nine out out of ten, they always miss it. Because they're worshiping God, they're praising God for the past, and glorifying God for the future, and the present sense, they're missing it. It's already nine. Let me me cut some stuff here. But when I'm saying this, what if God would have told John the revelator? Now it's going to be 2,000 years before my coming. John would have come back and told the church, well, I guess we might as well eat and be merry. Because there are going to be many generations. What about I'm saying, see? Jesus and not and Coming for 2,000 years. So see, the church will have been loose. There will have been no on the mark. There will have been no waiting. And after all, it's your own anticipation. If you fall asleep in that watch, that you work with them same anticipation. Because they are going to hinder one thing. 
you're going to be right there on time. Anyhow, let me explain this phase. I try to look up anticipation. I'd like to read it. Just give me a minute, please. Anticipation. I'm just trying to skip things here to do not uh, take too much of time. Anticipation is excitement, waiting urgently for something you know it's going to happen. For some people, they will even start dreaming about it before it happens. Anticipate means to use up something before you have it. Now, what the one says, Jesus Christ told John, I'm coming soon. That's it. If Jesus could have told John that I will come after 2,000 years, the church could have been loose. Hey, brother Tom, let's go eat and rejoice. Why are you going to church? Jesus is coming 2,000 years from now. John could have told the church that Jesus is coming after 2,000 years. Hey, what are you doing here? Jesus is coming 2,000 years. We have more time to repent. Let's go do nonsense. Let's go smoke. Let's go drink. Let's go all, all these things that all the people, because Jesus is not coming here anytime soon. But Jesus told them, I'm coming soon. And now they were living with God a damn in it every day. Because they didn't know when the rapture will happen. They had not to live with Jesus at the present tense. They didn't have to go and say, oh, buddy, you, what, what, why are you going to church anyways? Yeah. We have more time to repent. How old are you? 30. And you're still going to church. Jesus is coming after 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. But Abraham said the church could have been loose. Yeah. Not interested in the word of God anymore. Yeah. Not the tools for the word of God anymore. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, we have more time. Let's go play Iran. But Jesus Christ told them, I'm coming soon. And when John came, he started preparing the church for the rapture at that moment. Yes. He started pushing the church to live with Jesus Christ at the present tense. Yes. Not the God of the past, not the God of the future, at the present tense. Yes. And what the one says, they died with that anticipation. Yes. So anticipation means to be excited about something before to get it. And the Bible says, if you die that watch at that time, with that anticipation, you'll wake up with the same anticipation. But if you die without that anticipation, it's death for you. Live with Jesus Christ at the present tense. Live with your, all your experience at the moment where we live now. Then. Once you become scoffers, you're not going to believe God anymore. You're not going to live with the anticipation anymore of the rapture. But Abraham says, after all, it's your anticipation. If you die with that excitement, with that anticipation, with Jesus Christ at the present tense, you'll raise fresh. But Abraham says, 
as if you died in this generation. So when Paul will rise, when John will rise, the Lord fresh as if they were living in this age. Because they died with Jesus Christ at the present tense. They died with Jesus Christ at the moment where they're living. When they will rise, it will be like just you. Young like you, fresh like you. Because they died with that anticipation. Jesus Christ is not the God of the past. It's not the God of the future. Live with them daily. Live with Jesus Christ daily. Every day of your life. Look at what you was, they were telling Jesus. Our fathers, our fathers, our Jesus Christ said, what is the problem with you? Your, your father saw my day by rejoicing. You're not rejoicing. But you, you're not rejoicing. What happened? Because you are looking back. And Jesus said, you will die in your sin if you don't believe me. I'm here with you. Live with me at the present tense. After all, it's your own anticipation. Not general anticipation, looking to one another, but your personal anticipation. Lord Jesus, I'm living today as if you're coming the next minute. I'm living today as if the world will be tomorrow. That's what will make you rise from the death. That's what will make you rise from the death. That anticipation. That joy of salvation. David said, give me back the joy of my salvation. And Brother Bonham says, he didn't lose salvation, he lost the joy of salvation. Check your heart. Going to church has become a big deal for many people. Reading the message has become a big deal for many people. You're losing the joy of salvation. You're losing your enthusiasm. But Brother Bonham says, it's your anticipation that will make you rise from the dead like a fresh. Praise be the name of Lord Jesus Christ. The church in John chapter 11, they could delay the, the, the resurrection of Lazarus. And the body of says, they are waiting for us. We're not ready. God being merciful unto us, we're thinking that he's taking too long. The long suffering of God is our salvation. It's because we lost the joy of salvation that the rapture doesn't happen. It's because we lost the joy of salvation and anticipation that the dead is still dead. But if we wake up to the reality that we need that joy of salvation again, the dead will raise again. The right will happen tomorrow. God is just being long-suffering for us. He's being patient for us. If we can just get back the joy of salvation, the rapture will happen. And we can't take it for granted. Let me skip this. I want what God is now. What my parents had, what my forefathers had, it's wonderful, what Abraham says. But what they had is good. I think we further up on the road. Let's see what he is, he is, let's see what he is today. 
I don't want to look back and see what Mr. Moody did. Because we farther up the road than Moody. The trouble of our, our churches, we look back and say, well, let's see what Mr. John said. What, what some of the, old, the others said. That is the reason science is so far in the field than religion is in its field. Today, whatever I'm speaking here, he said, here hundred years ago, French scientists proved that if you go the terrific speed of 35 miles an hour, gravitation will take you off on the earth of the earth. You think science will refer back to that thing today? They are going 1900 miles an hour and still going on. They are pressing forth, looking forward. But we want to look back and see what Moody said. Sankey said, Finney said, Knox, Calvin, some of those. What they said was all white in their time. That was, that was for their age. But we are going on. What Abraham says, in the wilderness, when the pillar of fire is moving, you better go for the pillar of fire. If it stopped, you stop too. But if the pillar of fire is moving, and you stop, the pillar of fire is not going to wait for you. You better follow the pillar of fire wherever it's going. But Abraham said that what Moody said was good. What Sanchez said was good in that time. But right now, the pillar of fire will be moving with the bride for the rapture. Follow the pillar of fire. Not the God of the past, but the God of the present tense. My grandfather rode an ox car. I'm, I'm driving a Ford V8. My son will fly a jet plane. That is, we're moving on. That is what religion ought to be. The coming of the Lord is at the end. The church ought to be moving on into the powers. Science can only climb so far and then it has to drop off. But we got untapped resources that has never been touched of the power unlimited of God that we ought to be moving into. We're living a million miles under our privilege tonight of privilege of Christians to be enjoying. I feel ashamed of myself when I look out here and see the institution and the sickness and the trouble that is going right on now. Our church ought to be walking the street healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out the devil, doing signs, wonders, making all world realizing that Jesus Christ lives. That's what we need to do. Praise be the name of Lord Jesus Christ. In science today, the French people say, if you, if you run 30 miles an hour, you'll go off from earth. You tell me who's referring to that today. No one. Today, they can fly thousand miles an hour. But we Christian, we're still in the back, way back there. 
Looking back at what Moody said. Looking back at what yeah. Adam says, it's not going to help today. Yeah. Right. It's like science. We have to be moving. Amen. We have to get in the power of the resurrection of God. Yeah. We have to get in the power of raising even the dead. But I once said, I'm ashamed of religion today. We're not doing anything. Why? God of our fathers. In the past always, and praising God for the rapture that will come in 2,100. Oh, the rapture will come in 2,100. But Brother Barnum says, as long as you push it in 2,100, you will miss it the dead wrong. Because nine out of ten, they always miss it. Praise be the name of Lord Jesus Christ. I know I cannot say everything that I put in my notes. But I would like to close right here. Check your life after this service. God is not the God of the past. God is not the God of the future. Live with God every day. For you to get the live out of this earth, you have to live with God at the present tense. Because when he came to realize that in Egypt, he came and said, Moses, go tell my people that I am sent you. I am at the present tense for the great deliverance. And for the rapture of us today, we need the God of the present tense. Musician can come, please. I do believe with all my heart that we're living in the last days. I believe that there is not too much will break this. And my interpretation may be wrong of the scripture that Jesus could not come tonight. I believe that what Lilo is left to be fulfilled could be fulfilled before the daylight in the morning. And I will see and I may be wrong on the time of that fulfilling but it is the end. But Abraham said the Lilo that left to be fulfilled before daylight can happen. He said that when Jesus Christ was dying at the cross, in seven hours, many, many great prophecies happened in only seven hours. He said my interpretation can be wrong, but it's at the end. Before the daylight, Los Angeles can fail. Before the daylight, Israel can build his temple. Before the daylight, many things can happen before the daylight. My interpretation can be wrong. What we, learn, we need to do is check our lives every day with God. Yeah. You can come and say, oh, I saw an angel 20 years ago. That passed. Yeah. What is your experience with God today? Yeah. 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 Oh, God, I heard a voice telling me that I'm self 50 years ago. That's fine. Yeah. What is your life before God today? Yeah. The God is not the God of the past. He's not the God of the future. He's the present God. Yeah. You only live with him in the present tense and you will get your body change. Live with him in the present tense, you will get your rapture. Even the dead will raise from the dead. Check your life daily. Let's stand to our feet, please. After all, it's your own anticipation. But when I'm saying, if you say that yesterday, I was untruth for the message of the hour. And today you're not. But the one says, it's the devil trying to get you. God is not the God of the past. God is not the God of the future. Live with God at the present tense. For you to get the full deliverance, 
The full redemption, God needs you to live with Him at the present tense. If you push it in the, in the past, Brother Barnum says, 9 out of 10, they always miss it. Because the rapture can happen the next minute. The resurrection can happen tonight, before daylight. What is your statue before God? What is your enthusiasm before God? This is the moment, Christian friends, to live with God at the present tense. Pray to him, please. May God bless you. I think we need to get a hold of Brother David's boss. <laughs> we'll have a few more emergencies. <laughs> Thank you, Brother David. <laughs> See, he doesn't tell you the whole story. It wasn't just Tuesday night. If we told the whole story, it's been for about two years. It just so happened it worked this way. But we're thankful how the Holy Spirit will speak to us. Brother Brown, if you, if you take a look at the, uh, at the message, you'll find many times him saying, this is your time. This, he's not saying tomorrow's your time or yesterday was your time. He said today is your time. And the Holy Spirit was just dealing with him in one of the services. In fact, he says, isn't there somebody here? Will you just raise your hand? It's your time. It's your time. It's your time. Then he says, something's tugging at me. You're saying it's not your time, but it is your time. And that's why the word comes to let you know, Brother EBA, this is your time. And not just Brother EBA's time. If you have a need tonight, this is your time. He's a very present help in time of trouble. Very present. That means he's the God of the I am. He's always been the God of the I am. And I believe that he's here tonight to, to deal with us, speak to us, move us. Listen, saints, if you've got the mindset that the rapture is a week away, you're in trouble. You've got to live every day. As though the rapture is going to happen this day. Because if you put it off, when does that stop? But if you've got an anticipation, if you're waiting for a big paycheck, you're counting the days. Because that will help you pay off your debt. But this is the biggest paycheck you're ever going to get. This is the change in the atoms. This is what science has been looking for. But saints, we've already tapped into. This is to encourage you on a Wednesday night. This is the God that is present here now. He said, oh, I'm so thankful that he's not a God of history, but he's a God of the present. Amen. And he's got power tonight to drive out every devil that is amongst us. Do you believe in that power tonight? Every power of unbelief, every sickness. Jesus Christ is a very present help in time of trouble. Amen. I believe the footsteps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. So then if that is true, 
then what you heard tonight by Brother David is true. Because God had ordered this for us tonight. So that it would encourage you. Don't live for tomorrow. You live for the present. He's a God of the present. I am thinking of a rapture. Isn't that great, Anthony? We're going to make a good song later. There you go. I am thinking of a rapture. May I be that blessed when the redeemed are gathering in. Saints, listen, I'll tell you what, you're going to be singing a lot louder and a lot more enthusiasm on that other side. And we are just breaking into that dimension. As we were speaking on Sunday, God didn't send us this message to stay in this dimension. He sent us this message message to move us into a higher plane. Saints will sing redemption story. prayer heavenly father it's been glorious we indeed don't look in the past we're not looking to the future father before we even turn that key in our car 
Lord, the whole event of the fulfillment of the rapture could happen at any moment. Lord, we're living for it. We're loving it. We're believing for it. It's been an expectation that's been in our hearts since the day you awakened our seed within us. Lord, we thought 47 years ago, or I did anyways, I was never going to get married, and here we are. But that expectation is still beating strong. God, I trust every heart has that anticipation and expectation beating in their heart as we heard the word of God tonight. Lord, Brother David has stepped into a position, pastor of a church in Seattle. I pray, God, that the wisdom of God will be his portion, Lord, and his anointing. Brother Daniel standing here tonight, Lord, supporting him. We so love Brother Daniel and we so love his ministry. We're praying, God, that you'll anoint that little work, Lord. May it be a lighthouse for the glory of God. May this message go forth, Lord. Whether it be in Qatar, whether it be the Congo, whether it be Canada, whether it be America. We pray pray that you'll use these men of God to further this message and burn within the hearts of your children. Would you go with us now this night, Lord? We just pray that, God, you'll give us a great day tomorrow, if there is a tomorrow. We're believing, Father, what we've heard tonight, and we will live in that anticipation. Bless your children, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you let the fire of God burn on? Burn, burn, Holy Spirit. Burn, burn, Holy Spirit. the book of Acts. I happen to love that. And I love it when John walked out and he cried out, he said, there's no other name under heaven that men could be said. That's the first time it was ever said. No other name under heaven. 
but the name of Jesus Christ. That took a quickening. That took a revelation. I say, God, give us this revelation that we are living in this translated hour. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen.